Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Well, well That's, that's Good Podcast. Wait, really? Really? Why is everything a competition in this quarantine? That wasn't a competition. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> that was funny. Me and Christian here, and this is another bonus episode. Normally, we do our podcast every other week, and we have special guests, but every other week now since we're in quarantine we're still special we, <laughs> thanks babe that's so sweet we're going to be answering y'all's DMs so also just like I just have to say this because I'm so excited you do not want to miss next week's podcast you like, do not want like, to miss it you do not want to miss it we have Pastor Mike Todd from Transformation Church and was it not just so good it was phenomenal like I was taking notes on the side and then at the end of it we decided we we have to do a part two because this is just so good. So we're doing a part two. So we're doing a part two. But next week, you don't want to miss it. It's part one. It's all about relationship goals, but it's not just for people in a relationship. It's for the singles. It's for the Pringles. It's for all of you people who just need a little guidance when it comes to relationship, which is all of us. If you're married, it's for you. If you're dating, it's for you. If you're single, it's for you. If you've been married for 50 years, it's for you. Like It is so good and just rooted in God's word. So you don't want to miss it. When you listen to it, you're going to want to have a notebook and a box of tissues. Five, sure. Like, no joke. Get some chocolate, too, to make yourself feel better. (laughs) It's so good. Anywho, but for now, we're going to read y'all's DMs and just kind of give some of our own advice because this podcast is circling around advice and hopefully help you out in whatever you're going through. This DM says, so I'm bored in quarantine. Ah, ha, ha, (laughs) And I'm watching your video with Christian about the year, and I wanted to ask if you could do a video on creating lasting friendships. I've been struggling with that a lot lately and really can't figure out what the problem is. That's such a good question. And I love that you are just acknowledging that it's a struggle. Like I can't find a lasting friendship. And, you know, we were actually talking about this two days ago, me and my sister and my mom were talking about friendships that are for a season and friendships that are for forever. And I'll be honest, like there are some friendships that come into your life that I believe are truly for a season of your life. And I think the key to the seasonal friendships is 
that doesn't mean that they have to end with like a bang. That doesn't mean they have to end in like a bad way or whatever. I think seasonal friendships is when you have a friend that like is so intentional for that time and it is awesome. And then mutually at the same time, God just kind of takes you to a different place and there's no hurt feelings and you love that person and they love you. And there's like blessing and peace. And that's totally normal. And that's totally okay. There is another type of friendship that is like a lifelong friendship. I think how you develop those lifelong friendships is you got to be straight up real. Mm-hmm. Like you got to like know that if they're a lifer, like they're going to see you in your good, bad, and ugly. And you're going to see them in their good, bad, and ugly. And how quickly do y'all come back from arguments? How do y'all choose to love each other? What are the words that y'all choose? How do you forgive each other? Are you there for them when times are bad? Are they there for you? Like it's like truly walking every season out with another person, no matter how different it looks. Like for me, I think of me and Lainey like Lainey's a lifelong friend but the thing is is like we have had our fair share of like disagreements or maybe little arguments but like we come together and we talk and we talk it out but at the same time like no matter what I know if I needed anybody to talk to or anybody there like Lainey would answer the phone you know and like she would be there and now we're in two completely different places like she lives in a different state than I do except for like we still call each other I still love her I'd be there for her for anything and so it's just like being the friend that's just there and being real yeah that's what i was gonna say because i know for me my friendships that i know will last a lifetime i know that those are the ones that you're the most transparent with you're the most vulnerable with and like you said there are are the good times there's the tough times and there are times where you have to work through things but really just maintaining communication with one another and really like sadie said just always being there for one another i think that's the best way just to have one of those friendships is knowing that you're always there for the other person and that you're going to tell them the good, bad, and the ugly and everything in between. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Yep, it's so good, babe. So somebody actually asked another question that's kind of similar to this. And they said, how do I forgive somebody who keeps speaking hurtful words over me, but they're a family member? So it's like, they can't just leave. Like it's one of their parents. But I also don't want to just limit this question to like just a parent or just a family member. Like how do you continually forgive somebody? Because Bible talks about like forgiving 70 times times seven, seven. like unlimited forgiveness. And I would be so honest, like as hard as that is, There is a reason Jesus said that. It's so necessary. Because the thing is, if you don't forgive somebody, bitterness grows in your heart. And it will grow and it will grow. And and it's a gift that keeps on giving in the most negative way. Because I feel like this. It's like if you forgive somebody, like for instance, if me and Christian were in an argument right now, and I didn't forgive him. And Which I, we're not. We're not. And I left this place, and man, my heart was just growing bitter and bitter. Then that is just going to linger and linger and linger. But if Turned I can just stop right here and say— you know what? Like that was that was not cool and this hurt me because of this, but like I forgive you. 
there is so much power in those words because when you walk away, you don't walk away harboring those feelings or that bitterness, which would turn into resentment. And now that's just a small example. But if you're in a relationship with somebody else that, you know, there's been things that they've said that really hurt and like you don't have the relationship that you can walk up to them and say, I forgive you. To me, I've had those type of relationships and I have to like say it to myself. Like I forgive that person for this. That really hurt, but I'm not going to let that make me damage my heart and my soul and become bitter and become resentful and kind of not be able to have the peace and the love that I know God would offer me if I just forgive this person. Yeah, that's so good. I love what you said about forgiving 70 times seven. That's what Jesus said. And, you know, as followers of Jesus, we are supposed to forgive those. And I think the thing for me that really helps me the most is just thinking about the crucifixion. Yeah. You know, and as Jesus is being nailed to the cross by his creation, you know, he's the creator and by the creation, he's praying, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And it's like, if you can forgive in that moment, then whatever I'm going through absolutely pales in comparison to, to what it would feel like in that moment to actually, you know, want to forgive those people. So true. And I think really that just humbles me to the extent of, okay, you know what, it's not the end of the world. It's not that big of a deal. I can forgive them. If if Jesus can forgive those and he commands us and he really wants us to forgive those, mm-hmm. I think that we can look at that and I think that that can really help us. That's a good, babe. I love it. I know this is a really good question, and I actually think we can both speak to this, which should be powerful for guys and girls listening. So somebody asked, hey, Sadie, don't know if you're going to see this. (laughs) Gotcha. But it's relating to my essay above, LOL. And we're not going off of the essay above, but she was kind of talking about the call of God and different things in her life. And we can talk about the call of God in a different one because so many people ask about the call of God. But she was asking about... So I just want to know how you've grown your relationship with food and your body image since you had an eating disorder a long time ago. So here's what I want to say to that, because I do think, you know, I talked about at the time, but I don't really talk about that much anymore. And to be honest, like now I'm in like the best place I've ever been with my body, with my heart, with my body image, all of these different things. And it's kind of sad because sometimes, you know, you're going through something when you're going through it, you talk about it, but then when you overcome it, you don't talk about it as much. But hey, God be the glory because I feel like he really brought me out of that. And kind of what Christian said a second ago, like anytime you fix your eyes on Jesus, because he's the author and the perfecter of faith, it does transform your life and it transforms your vision and yeah. it transforms everything about you. And you know, honestly, and every eating disorder is different. Some people's eating disorder is totally for a different reason than my own. I can only speak to my own experience. For me, I honestly was just thinking about myself too much. I was so focused on what I looked like. I was so focused on what everybody else looked like in comparison to what I looked like. I wanted to make sure my legs were the smallest and my waist was the smallest and all of these things. And I never felt like it was. And every time I looked in the mirror, I I felt like I needed to achieve something more. And so I would go out and I would run more or walk more or whatever and eat less or whatever. And a lot of it came from words other people spoke over me that I'll just let sink straight to my heart. 
I did a little modeling and some of the things that the photographers would say or some of the things that the guy I was dating would say would just make me feel like I wasn't enough, but yet there was a goal that I could reach that would have made me enough. And maybe that's the lie that you believe. You know, I think you have to find the root of the lie. I think for me it was that I'm not there yet, but I can be if I keep going in this direction. And the truth is going in that direction was just like killing me. Like it wasn't good for my body, but it especially wasn't good for my mind and my soul and my spirit. And I feel like when I look back at that time, although I wanted to look a certain way and I really strive to be that certain way, I look back at that time and like my memory is like that and suddenly the things I was doing because I was so focused on myself instead of things around me. And so taking that distraction out of my life and how I overcame that was literally like I got so tired of it. Like I got on my face and I was like, God, like just renew my mind. God, like make me new. And it was a daily decision to like just not think about myself so much, like just work out because I want to work out or eat this because that's what I want to eat and it's good for my body and it nourishes my body and get enough, you know, and to be honest, I have gained a lot of weight since that time, but I couldn't feel more confident or be in a more healthy space because I know now that I am enough exactly where I'm at. And not only am I enough exactly where I'm at, I feel like I'm the person that God created me to be. This is the healthiest version of me. Does it look like other people? No. In comparison to other people, is it the same? Does it measure up in a worldly standard? Maybe not. But to me, it's the perfect way that God made me. And I think for you, that's what you have to think about, that you're not going to reach a certain point that's going to make you maybe a better version of yourself by doing it in a negative way. You're going to reach a better place that makes you a better version of yourself whenever you seek the Lord and the creator who created you and find your full identity in him. And guess what? It's not going to look like anybody else. So you can't compare it to the left or the right, or it's not going to become better. You have to look within and ask the Lord to just give you the vision for that and daily make decisions that aren't negative, but that are positive for you and your body. And I know that's a lot and that's a mouthful. And I've never really like thought, I've never really like put together an answer for that. So that's just like the honest truth about like from the place of my heart to you. If I was like sitting with you and you just randomly asked me that question at a coffee shop, that would be what I would say. But honestly, Christian, I've had a lot of conversation about this because when we started dating, I shared with him that I used to struggle with that. And I was like, I don't want to go back, but I'm just telling you this because I'm sensitive to different things that people say. And so like, don't ever say anything negative about my body. Not that he ever would. He wouldn't, but people have that I've dated in the past. And I'm like, it doesn't send me in a good direction, but Christian would never, but Christian, whenever I shared with him, I was so shocked because he was like, oh, I totally understand where you're coming from. And so, babe, if you want to share any. Yeah, for sure. By the way, that was amazing. So for me, I kind of went through the same thing just for a season. Which, by the way, like when Christian said that he went through the same thing, I was like, really? Because I'm sitting here like thinking only girls go through that. I was like, uh, don't even say anything about my body because like I have like a whole thing on that. Like I was just like sharing with him my past. And he's like, oh, I totally get that. I went through the same thing. I'm like, you did? Yeah, so it was for me a few years back. I remember I got to the point where I wanted to be in such great shape and I wanted to, I mean, like you said, I mean, I just wanted just to look good. And I feel like that just became so consuming and I was always worried about what I looked like, what others thought of me, what others thought I looked like. And it got to the point where I was literally like every night eating like 
broccoli, like grilled chicken, sweet potatoes. I remember like in that season, some like my guy friends would go to dinner and I like wouldn't go because I had to, you know, be on this regimen. And I was working out like six or seven days a week. And it just became something that was just so consuming. And I remember one day I was I was about to go to the gym to work out. I was just thinking about going to the gym again. And I was like, am I happy? And I think that's really the question. It's like, you know, if, if you're doing this, if you're falling into that, like, does that make you happy? Mm-hmm. And I know for me, I, I got to the point where like going to the gym was just miserable. Like I did not want to go. I did not want to keep, you know, doing the regimen I was doing. I did, I did not want to keep up with this facade that I was really putting up to kind of prove myself that I could get to this point. And I just took a break from working out. I just stopped. I'm not going to say I stopped caring what I ate, but I definitely was like less conscious of like what I was putting in my body. And I just really kind of took a reset back and like, you know, okay, why do I want to be in shape? Why do I want to eat healthy? Mm -hmm. And it really got to the point where I was doing it just because I enjoyed it, not because I felt like I had to to look a certain way. And just to say, like, now we both genuinely love to work out. Like, we love it. And we actually enjoy eating healthy. But the thing is, is there is freedom in it now. Like, used to, we were like a slave to it. It's like, we have to work out. We have to eat healthy because we want to look a certain way. And it was not even a practical version of ourself. But now it's like, no, we love to work out. We love to eat healthy because it fuels our body, because we feel good, because there's freedom in it. We work out when we want to. If we don't work out, we don't punish ourselves for that or anything like that. And so I think you need to realize like, am I a slave to this or am I freely doing this because I want to do this because it's good for me or because I have to and because of what people think. I think you need to set your intentions for why you're working out, why you're eating healthy, why you're doing the different things you're doing, why you're thinking about food so much, why you're thinking about working out so much because all those really start in the mind first, you know, before it really affects the body. And so, yeah, Christian and I both experienced that. And I'll also say this, if you are going through that, like find a friend or if you're in a relationship, your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever, you can openly talk to that won't shame you for the things that you're walking through. Because what happens is, (laughs) me and Christian say, is that a crime? It's not a crime for anybody to do this, but a lot of people will say like, oh my gosh, like remember back then and you looked so good, like you were so in shape, like, man, like I've never seen you so skinny or so fit or like, remember what your abs looked like? And they like send you back to the past and they don't know what you were going through during that time. They're innocently saying that. And then you'll be like, oh yeah, ha ha ha, back then. And the only thing you can think of is like the negative place you were in. I think it's so good for you to be with a person that you can say like, hey, I actually know you look so much better now. You look so much better now that you're in this space and you're this. I would take this person over that person any day because of the heart that you have and you look great and those type of things that you can just encourage people because other people who don't know you, they don't know what you're going through, they don't know your heart. So they're just innocently saying it. But for you to know somebody's heart and you to know somebody's mind and you to be able to protect that and shield that with them is so powerful. Ecclesiastes says two are better than one, right? And so I think that's the same. That's what it's really saying in these type of situations. Like two are better than one because we get to speak into each other's life from the truth that we know. And sometimes truth can be fogged when somebody speaks a word over your mind that you don't really want to let in. That wasn't even bad to say, but can send you down a negative spiral. And so find a friend, open up, share. I have a friend who will call me if she's going backwards. And I have my friends who I will call when I'm going backwards and just have those people that you know you can talk to whenever you're in a negative headspace that will bring you back to truth. And not just like 
pump you up, but actually bring you back to truth, you know? Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. Well, we've talked about a few different things today. We've talked about friendships and forgiveness and eating disorders. I know these are things that we all go through. And just to let you know, none of us have it figured out. We're all figuring it out. But we know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And we know that going through Him is how we get to the Father. And so I hope that today you like take all these things that are your everyday struggle and bring it to the Lord, bring it to Jesus, because He's the way, He is the truth, He is the life. And and through him, you have access to the Father, our Creator, who's a good one. And so take all these questions, take all these feelings, bring them to God. If you're like, hey, someone hit me really hard today, I haven't been doing, apply it to your life. Let that conviction sink in and repent. Repent is simply to turn, turn back to God. Um, and I hope that these things encourage you today. And don't forget, next week, Mike Todd gonna be awesome. Put it on your calendar. Put it on your calendar. Next Wednesday, guys. April the 29th, 2020. Mike Todd, let's go. All right, bye guys. Love y'all.